Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of The Incident. I am your host Marvin Lackey and I am here to give you a load of video game news stories in bite-sized form for you to catch up on before you clock in tomorrow. So let's just jump in, shall we? The feed. I've got four news stories for you this week. All kind of small. Konami has backed out of their confirmed E3 return by saying that they are not ready to present this year at E3. Surprising absolutely no one. The once famed game developer turned Pachinko Machine Titan says that they have a couple, a handful of titles that they were ready to announce, but they, they want to hold off on, keep it close to their chest. Besides the Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pez, I don't quite know what they got, because they're not actively working on Castlevania, but we'll see whenever they decide that they're ready. Story number two. Sony had a state of play this week for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which was teased with them finally listing the name of the second playable character that was teased in the first trailer. Her name is Rivet, and you play as her and Ratchet in what looks like equal fare in, in the new game. It looks beautiful. I was kind of sold from the first trailer, so I didn't really need a second one, but by God, this one looked incredible. Apparently, there's multiple dimensions that can be pulled in at any moment, which sounds like a a novel premise. I don't quite know how it's going to work out when the game like actually launches. Like, is it going to be like a procedurally generated thing, or maybe it's just like key little set pieces? During the 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 gameplay trailer that they showed off, there was a boss fight where you end up pu- getting pulled into a different world, and they say that it's not just a set piece that you're pulled into; it's an entire world that got loaded in. Don't know if I could trust that. I've been lied to before with like E three style presentations, <coughs> the division, but who knows? It looks interesting. Story number three. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is getting a next-gen upgrade slash release coming this summer. It will be free for current owners, so don't worry about having the double dip. This actually surprises me because a couple months back, Jedi Fallen Order got a 60 frames per second upgrade for you know the regular PS4, Xbox One, and PC versions. I wonder what other changes can possibly be getting added in. Either way, I'm going to be replaying that game once once this new version's out. And lastly, also during the PlayStation State of Play for Ratchet & Clank, they showed off Among Us is now coming to PS4 and PS5 with a PlayStation-exclusive Ratchet & Clank skin, which should make all the little kids... You know, jump for joy. Who doesn't love exclusivity skins? Alright. And that's all the the little news stories. Let's jump into the reason we're all here.
Is Call of Duty cannibalizing Activision's other studios? I'll open the floor up. Maybe you haven't heard. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. The fantastic remakers, Toys for Bob, of Spyro, Trilogy, Fame, Crash, Remastered, Trilogy, Fame. I think they even did the uh, Crash Team Racing, but they also did Crash 4. They just announced that they've been moved to supporting Call of Duty Warzone, and some of the developers that weren't... uh, I guess agreeable have all been laid off bunch of character animators all took to twitter announcing that that they're removed now it, it raises a weird question how many studios do you need working on call of duty you know if it's so big that you have to cannibalize other studios why even have that be your main thing like don't put all your eggs in the basket Sure, the stockholders might, you know, raise fits, but you turn out profits every year. Every new Call of Duty that comes out sells hundreds of millions of, of dollars and copies and whatever metrics you want to look at. It's a, it's a, it sells. Andy Robinson of VCG was announced on Twitter that he was told recently that virtually every studio at Activision is now working on Call of Duty in some form or fashion. Does not surprise me. Does not surprise me in in the slightest. But it does raise a question in my eye then if all these studios are working on, you know, a... I guess Warzone is a monster because they have it tied into Modern Warfare 2019, which is one of the better Call of Duties. It it brought me back, almost, until its optimization took me away, but I'll talk about that in a second. But, do you have Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, Raven... What other studios? There's got to be like five more studios all working on Call of Duty titles in a rotating like fashion. But then you're also having external studios now coming in to work on it. It's very similar to Ubisoft having utilizing all 28 of its studios for every Assassin's Creed release. But how come all these studios are working on Call of Duty but none of them seem to be able to work on compressing the game files? I don't know about you guys, but I usually get the Call of Duty releases because someone in my house will like it. If you've noticed, in the last, like, three or four releases, they do not care about compromising game files. It's it's fucking ridiculous. I'm just, I'm gonna say it. It's fucking ridiculous. Call of Duty Cold War, the latest edition, currently sits around 280 gigabytes. If you have a PS5, that's damn near half of your hard drive space you can't have anything other than call of duty because every week there's another 40 to 50 gigabyte update every week now i'm fortunate i live in the midwest my internet is kind of shit but i at least had the option to 
buy it so I didn't have a data cap. Usually the data cap's around 100 gigabytes. If even that, some places have 10 gigabytes. And even then, their upload-download speed might be some low, like 10 or 25 megabits a second. That means you're updating shit for about 10 hours. I've uh, I've got like a, like almost fiber, but I mean it's like a thousand megabits per second. So it only takes me like three hours. But even then, it's like once there's nothing every like four days. It's not even a week anymore. Where is the optimization? There's no reason your game has to be updated this frequently. Well, I can understand Warzone being updated that frequently. Everybody's a cheater in there, but like. Each Call of Duty that seems to have come out now has these updates. I had to uninstall Modern Warfare after three months because it took up too much space, and I had a four terabyte external hard drive. Makes you think. Okay. Now on to what I am playing. This week I started playing Elder Scrolls Online Greymore. Uh, me and my friends were looking for a new game to play. We just kind of like being able to get together and beat the shit out of anything in our path. We just finished playing Dying Light, which is a fantastic game for co-op. I slept on it for many years, even though I owned it. It was weird. But man, do we love that damn game. And Elder Scrolls seems to be scratching an itch for me that I, I haven't quite had in a while. Uh, <laughs> I had to create my guy about three different times because I was kept messing up. But now I keep, like, I'm drawn into it. I think the last couple nights I've actually, like, I've had dreams <laughs> about, like, my build. Which has not ha happened to me since, like, Fallout 3. Which is another Beth Santa game. But, yeah, it, it's a great feel. They're making a PlayStation 5 and... I guess Xbox Series version coming out in like beginning of June and I can't wait and also Returnal Returnal's a, a weird one I want to get a little bit more into it in the next segment but I'm enjoying my time very much with Returnal I've got maybe like about 4 hours in uh, it's it's difficult is all hell. Housemark is great at uh at, at their their twin stick arcade shooter mechanics. Even though this is like their first third person one, it's it's nuts playing this damn game. I I showed up, I had a friend share play so he can watch my screen earlier today, and he couldn't believe how nuts everything looked. It was it's fantastic, but it's chaotic as hell. And I, I love it. I'll get more into it during uh, download or delete, which is coming up right now. All right, and back for download or delete. Uh, these are some of the games that released this week. I'll give you a little breakdown on the general gist, where it's on, and how much it costs. Uh, starting with Pokemon Snap. On Switch, uh, Pokemon Snap is, I guess, a sequel to the original N64 Pokemon Snap game, where you take pictures of Pokemon in cute 
little poses or whatever. This one's developed by Bankai Namco, so it's not even a Nintendo game, which is weird to me. It also doesn't have a camera attachment to the Switch, which is, is really weird. I don't understand how you have a game about taking pictures without picture thing, but there is a add-on you can get for your phone by Fuji that lets you print out certain pictures of your Pokemon. It's very weird. But, if you like Pokemon, you're probably going to love this game. I am not a big Pokemon person, so I'm going to be hesitant on this. I would say if you're a Pokemon person, download the game. Absolutely. You're going to have fun taking pictures of Pikachu on like a little beach or something. I really don't under know what this game is actually about. I haven't watched any trailers. I could just kind of have dead or alive volleyball vibes from this. Hopefully you don't have to buy the Pokemon like suggestive shit to wear. <laughs> um, Alright, next game is Returnal on PS5. Uh, this is the latest game from Housemark, PlayStation's second party developer. They're known for doing arcade shooters like Resogun, Super Stardust, HD, Delta, and other things of the sort. This game is nuts. You play as an a astronaut who crashes onto an alien planet. Uh, it's kind of like Hades in the form that it's a roguelite. And every time you die, you start over from the beginning with nothing. And you kind of have to work your way up. But it's got a really strong Prometheus aesthetic to it. It scared the shit out of me like at least three times. And it's not even scary. It was just like the sound effects. I'm using the Sony 3D audio uh, headphones to play this. And man, I thought it was all like, you know, just just bullshit in those commercials. They were talking about the, the how the audio thing works. And man, it does work. <laughs> I'm loving this game so far. I don't quite agree with the no save points uh thing aspect that they got going on but i'll just learn to manage it they said that successful runs if you're good enough can last up to two hours and i've died you know about every 30 minutes generally i've yet to clear the first world but in the four hours that i've played no it's like yeah like three three four hours i played i've already kind of gotten a load of artifacts and like skills and, and stuff that I've just kind of picked up and like leveled up. It, it seems like it, it's going in like a, a predictable fashion. I think I know like the general mystery of the like the, the solution to the mystery of the game, but I'm loving it so far. I would tell you to download it. This game is like $70, so I can't tell everybody to download that because $70 is a lot of goddamn money. I think it's worth it. I would see gameplay before purchasing this, though. If you're not, like, a big roguelite fan. Like, if Hades wasn't your shit at the end of the last year, this game might not be your shit. It's really hard. It's kind of brutal at times. I had, a, I had it crash an hour and a half into a run on me, like, on release day. And, man, did, did that, like, make me not want to play the game for, like, a couple hours afterwards. But to each their own. Um, and lastly, Predator Hunting Grounds. 
has basically celebrated a one-year anniversary from its release on PlayStation 4 and Epic Game Store. Now that the exclusive window is, is up, the game has released on Steam. It's... I still I love Predator Hunting Grounds when it released. It was janky, but it was very fun. I loved Friday the Thirteenth from the same developers, so I'm kind of biased in that in that regard. But for a four v one multiplayer game, there's nothing more fun than having like your friends get together in a party and you know hunt each other. Shit, fantastic. If you haven't played the game yet, I would tell you to jump in there's crossplay between steam epic and playstation 4 players so you should almost all always find a match they added a new multiplayer map so now there's five maps there's a new skin for the predator you can buy i don't know the specifics of it and i think there's gonna be another skin for either like arnold schwarzenegger who's a character or something I don't know. I would tell you to download the game, and if you do end up downloading the game and loving it, they have a collection of the different Predator skins that you can buy. It's like 20 bucks. Each Predator skin is normally like 5 bucks, so it kind of balances out that you're getting like 4 or 5 skins for 20 bucks. I would say download, but if you're just going to play by yourself, I probably would, would, wouldn't. It's still a little janky. Alright, three downloads. It's been a good good game week. Alright, that is our show. The incident is available on at least eight different streaming services. If you like what you hear, you want to tell me how to improve because I know this shit's rough, but there's so much room for growth. Let me know. Please review, share, tell your friends about the incident. Write in if you want. I can answer any questions that you'd like. Uh, if you want to follow me or let me know that I rock or suck, I'll, I'll accept either or. Tweet me at live with Marvin L on Twitter. I'm available. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I've been Marvin Lackey. Goodbye.